The wait is over. The Shy returns with new episodes on Paramount+. Plus. What brings you to the Shy? Opportunity. Everybody get down! Walk right up to the side. A new rain is coming to the south side. Never should have sent a boy to do a woman's job. The Shy. New episodes now streaming. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash The Shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with the Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. The subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Welcome into the Illini Aguirre Podcast. Jeremy Warner here with you, sending you off on your weekend with a little bit of Illinois football talk. I'm actually recording this. It is July 17th, Friday, and I'm recording this at about 10 to 5. i got to be honest with you, I've kind of been holding off on releasing this podcast because expecting some news today uh, with Illinois. You guys have probably seen the gifts if you're really into Illinois football recruiting. And I am expecting a, a commitment here at some point, uh, but I kind of want to hold off on that, maybe wait, react to that, and then run the interview I have in this one. Uh, but I just kind of want to get it out at this point because I'm just waiting for it. We'll obviously have all the coverage at Illinois Inquirer if that breaks over the weekend. But today we are going to talk some Illini football recruiting. I think we do talk about the potential prospect Illinois could add in this class. But Alan True is one of my favorite people in this recruiting business. He's done an unbelievable job covering the Midwest for us at both Scout and now 24-7 Sports. And uh, I think he's as good as it gets when it comes to evaluation. He works extremely hard. He is plugged in. And he's been an invaluable resource uh, for us uh, in the five years that we've been here uh, with Scout and now 24-7 Sports. And I catch up with Alan about the class of 2021 for Illinois, how it's kind of coming together feeling way better about it uh, than we did just a few weeks ago uh, or months ago. But uh, Illinois added a couple interesting prospects regionally. Allen covers the Midwest. That includes St. Louis. That includes Chicagoland. And, of course, all of Illinois. So he gives me some insight on Brody Wisecarver, Josh Krutz as well in this one, the latest out of in-state. Uh, we also chat about some other prospects Illinois is in deep on, including Josh Geske out of Mantino and Chevy Brenson out of St. Louis, a uh, three-star wide receiver. And we chat a little bit about some 2022 prospects as well. So coming up next, my in-depth conversation on Illinois football recruiting with the great Alan True. What if I told you imaginary friends are real? This is just so exciting. This Friday, get ready for the movie event with the greatest cast you've ever imagined. Showtime. Ryan Reynolds, John Krasinski, Kaylee Fleming, Fiona Shaw, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Louis Gossett Jr., Matt Damon, Emily Blunt, George Clooney, Maya Rudolph, Bradley Cooper, Sebastian Maniscalco, John Stewart, Sam Rockwell, Aquafina, Keegan-Michael Key, and Steve Carell. I need to throw up or I need a snack. It's one of the two. Gross. If. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Written and directed by John Krasinski. Welcome into the Illini Enquirer podcast, and let's talk a little college football recruiting, shall we, as Illinois is building its class of 2021, and uh, they're getting a little bit more local flavor here. It's been a struggle there in this class so far, but Illinois has added a lot to its class, and let's bring in our Midwest recruiting director. That is Alan True, who's covered the Midwest for a long time with football recruiting. Alan, how are you, man? Hey, doing well, Jeremy. Appreciate you having me, and just uh, trying to trying to get through July here. <laughs> What's this been like covering recruiting? Because this is usually a time, Alan, when we're out and about seeing all these camps, and we, just like the college coaches, don't have the benefit of that evaluation right now. 
Yeah, well, the thing is, there's still some of these events going on. I'm not traveling to any of them right now. And, you know, our company has kind of made it so that the national guys don't aren't, aren't really even allowed to go to some of these events. So I'm doing as much of it as I can virtually. There's there's a lot of it coming out on video. Kids are being a lot better about putting it out themselves out of necessity this year. So we're still able to see them a little bit. So it's been nice to be at home with family, but I definitely miss being out at, at some of those camps and events that we normally would be at right now. And I do feel like I know a little bit less about some of these guys um, than, than in other years. And I'm hoping to fill those gaps in as we keep moving along. Yeah. How do you think this impacts not only our evaluation, but just the entire process Alan? and not, and not, not only for 2021, but 2022. Yeah. I mean, you look at uh, the 21 class and how many of those guys that are committed within the power five range and in the big 10 were really evaluated and offered at summer camp the year before. So now you take that away. I think college coaches are going to be operating um, a little bit more blindly in the 22 class. So as this first wave of 22 kind of comes off the board, the guys that are no brainers, how do you get into that next group? And then if there's situations where you need to find a guy late, um, if there's no high school football this year, how does that affect those kind of guys? If they're, let's just say Alex Palchuski wasn't allowed to play a senior year, would Illinois have found him? I don't know that they would have. So, and there's a number of guys every year that end up in the Big Ten um, as kind of a late guy or a map commit that plays his way into a Big Ten scholarship during his senior year. If you don't have that this year, how do schools navigate that when, when they need to fill a spot in November or December? Yeah, it's uh, been an interesting process, but boy, they got a lot of time to recruit right now. Uh, so staffs have been doing that, and Illinois has made a big push. Most of it outside of our region here, Alan, a lot through Florida, some in Georgia, but they've added a couple uh, regional prospects here. Uh, I want to get your thoughts on on Brody Wisecarver, the top ranked prospect in this class so far for Illinois, the lineman out of St. Louis CBC. What do you think of that gift for Illinois? Brody, um, there's a lot. There's a lot to like there. I think when you talk about first starting as a freshman on a DeSmet team that was just starting to turn it around and, and kind of seeing that through the whole transformation that they've had uh, at that program. He's played high-level competition. He's played with high-level. He practices against a couple of Division One Power Five linemen every day. Um. Just a kid who has been very solid, good, reliable throughout his career. Been good at the camps we've seen him at, too. We've seen him at Lindenwood, opening regional in St. Louis. I think when he was first coming out, he was already about 6'4", pushing 6'5", his freshman year. We were thinking he might be a 6'6", 6'7", tackle by the time he's a senior. He hasn't grown as tall as maybe we projected at that point. So now we think of him more as a swing guy probably going to end up playing inside so that projection has changed but the part of it that hasn't is that it's a really good football player who's going to come in with four years of varsity experience at a high level I think that gives him a chance um, to at least be ready to compete early with the guys that are in Illinois room another offensive lineman they've added here recently one I think we've thought would get done for a while uh, but there was a little bit of unknown as as Josh Cruz kind of took his time, but eventually he does commit to Illinois. Obviously, Lovey Smith, and uh, his family knows well, given that his dad, Owen, uh, was with the Bears for so long and such a great there. Uh, what do you think of Josh uh, as a player and, and the impact he can make at the Big Ten level? Well, his film really stands out. I mean, he plays 
like a guy you would expect. You know, he plays how you would expect, knowing that he's Olin's son. I mean, he he uh, is very aggressive, um, plays to and through the whistle. And a lot of this, if you notice on this film, he does with a cast on his hand. Um, and, and so I've had talked to several sources on the college side who said if he was a little bit bigger. We think he would be one of the top ranked recruits in Illinois. He already is, I think, ranked pretty high for us, um, just on the strength of what that film looks like and, and that those genetics a little bit and knowing what Loyola plays on a week to week basis. And this kid was dominating the opposition in front of him. So I think that the only real concern is, you know, how big can he get? How big will he be? Can he be effective at that size? But when you look at, his dad wasn't the biggest guy either. Illinois had some guys on their roster like a Doug Kramer who, you know, maybe aren't quite the prototype who have been successful. I think this kid's going to be a multi-year starter, an extremely reliable player, and, and really outperform a lot of guys who, who maybe have better measurables than him. And, and another plus, and it's just a bonus, they end this terrible shriek in state of not having a guy in state. Uh, Keith Randolph was the last guy to commit and sign uh, with Illinois, and that was almost a year and a half ago here, Alan. I, that's just a, an obviously concerning uh, streak for Illinois of in-state, and they certainly have offered kids and recruited kids uh, from state, but um, it's nice to end that one, isn't it? Yeah, it is. You know, you get the monkey off your back a little bit. I mean, this has been talked about so much by this point that like I almost don't know what to say about the in-state recruiting at, at this point. But it is nice to get get off the schneid, have a kid that you have connections with, have a kid from a good high school program, and a guy who I think just when you look up and down this list of top recruits in Illinois, I think he's got to be one of the safer guys, one of the more high-floor guys on the list. I just don't see a way that this kid doesn't find his way into making a contribution. Illinois kind of made a target, top target of a couple other regional kids, uh, one in St. Louis. Let's start with him because, uh, to be honest with you, Alan, I think this news could break as we're recording this or soon after. Uh, but Illinois is in a really good spot with Chevy Brenson, uh, tight end slash wide receiver out of uh, Christian Brothers College, obviously a very, very good program. Uh, what do you think of – of him as a target, and obviously you, you put a crystal ball in uh, for Illinois, uh, you feel good about where they land. So what do you think of what he could bring to the Big Ten level? Yeah, so I have several sources over there um, at CBC and then also at Living Word Christian, which is where he started off his high school career, and then you know other people around who have worked with him or seen him out at seven-on-sevens and things. And everybody seems to agree that the ceiling there is extremely high, uh, and he – made a lot of progress towards reaching that ceiling last year. But, but people just say that he's a freak athlete, basketball player. You can see that on his film, some with going up and outbodying people and, and high-pointing the football. I think some of the question for schools was, is this guy a big wide receiver or can he transition into a tight end? Um, without the benefit of spring evaluation in schools being able to see his body type, uh, I think they, they were unsure if his, his frame could hold the weight to play tight end with the way Illinois has kind of played a hybrid guy. Um, I don't know that he needs to get as big for them as he would if he were going to play that other Big Ten programs. And I've seen some pictures of him recently where, I mean, the kid just looks great. Almost little to no body fat on him, long arms. I think he's a great upside developmental kind of guy who is, um, you know, after coming over to CBC, that level of 
play and coaching wasn't a shock for him. Yeah. And, and so I think he's going to be, I think his upside's tremendous. And from everything that I've heard there, uh, Illinois did a great job recruiting him. He's known Corey Patterson since I think he was in grade school and all of that just, just led really ball state. It sounds like was the main competition there and he, he did really like them, but they just can't offer him the same things that Illinois can as far as some of the relationships, the way they would use him, and then obviously being able to play at the Big Ten level. So I think he's going to be a matchup issue, even if he never really gets fully defined positionally. Alan, one more guy in state. Offensive line's a huge need in this class. Josh Geske out of Mantino, Illinois, became the latest Power 5 offer there. Uh, Kansas and Syracuse have offered as well. We don't have him very highly rated now, but what do you think of him, and what do you think of the honest chances? Yeah, I think just a guy that the the rating more, I think, demonstrates what we don't know about him than it is we've been able to really thoroughly evaluate him and we see him at that spot. You know, being down there at Mantino, um, not a guy that we've had a lot of exposure to. So the film shows you a kid with some frame and athletic ability, but uh, we've got, not gotten a chance to see him in person, not gotten a chance to see him at camps compete against guys who are similar to him. I think on his film, he's, he's often the biggest and best guy uh, along the lines of scrimmage. So I, I think I can totally see why these schools will take a chance on him, take a shot on him. We put that offer on him, or not the offer, we put the rating on him back in the winter at that point thinking, well, we'll probably see him in the spring. If we don't see him in the spring, I'm sure he'll pop up at a Lindenwood or somewhere else where we might see him. And without the benefit of any of those events, he's just kind of stayed where he was. So hopefully we'll get a chance to um, – he's, he's one of the guys that I think, you know, his, his grade – is incomplete simply because of our lack of being able to see him. Alan, uh, you look at some of the other uncommitted guys in state. Uh, Dominic Levet, uh, I think, has been towards the top of the list, but you recently caught up with him. Uh, it doesn't sound like Illinois is a factor, but uh, that, that's a heck of a player. And they got in early, right? It's just they weren't able to kind of make an impression there. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think Illinois did anything wrong there. I think they did get off to a good start with him and – Keontes and Tyler making all the East St. Louis guys, Illinois recruits and has recruited those guys for several years. And I think they were even, they were recruiting Dominic way back because he was at Belleville West with Keith Randolph. That was actually when I met the kid was I came in to interview Keith and they introduced me to him and said, this is the next guy. Hmm. So they've had a relationship with that kid for a while. I think there's a couple of factors there. Um, and I was told he was looking at Minnesota for a little bit. Kind of wasn't sure about playing in the cold. And I think that's part of it with Illinois. I think that's going to affect him with Penn State. I could see him, you know, I think if LSU decides to, to really push for him, that's where he will end up. But otherwise, um, Mizzou's got the advantage of having Macon committed. And then Arizona State, I think the weather, the wide open Pac-12 style, that's starting to kind of perk his ears up a little bit. So I don't think there was anything that Illinois did wrong there. I think he just is, is trending in other directions. Uh, before I let you go, Alan, uh, you guys uh, just released your top uh, 247 for the class of 2022. Uh, out of the in-state kids, maybe the St. Louis kids, who, who intrigues you there where Illinois could target? Yeah, so actually one guy who I wanted to bring up first, he was outside of the top 247 but almost got in was Rashad Rochelle, mm -hmm. who's right there in Springfield. And we love that kid. He just went to the UC report camp and, and tested off the charts, ran 4.49 in the 40-yard dash, which was the fastest time at that event. Um, the kid can really throw the football. And um, 
in addition to that, you know, he ran four two two in the shuttle. I mean, just this is a kid. He he started at, as a true freshman there and has put up big numbers. He was one of the guys that didn't make the cut that I think I'm most excited about. So hmm. he was the first guy. He's the first guy I think I would bring up. The in-state guys who made that list, like Caleb Brown, Tyler Morris, those are going to be tough gets yeah. for Illinois. Of the St. Louis guys, I think they're going to have a shot with Tyson Ford. Um, he really likes Illinois, has spoken highly of them. He's a guy who moved up our list quite a bit, too, because he was at that UC report camp. We had a couple of team site reporters who were there who uh, just loved the guy, and I watched some of the video back that they posted, and I think they're going to have uh, – Illinois is going to be a factor with him, but he's going to be moving up the list and getting quite a few offers. You look at the area, some of the other schools that they've had some connections with, they've done a nice job recruiting at Luther North, even though they haven't gotten a ton of guys out of that school. Corey Patterson has a good relationship with their head coach, Carl Reed. So Illinois is going to be in the game on guys like Ali Wells and, and Toriano Pride. So I think when you look up and down the list, maybe at the top end, like I can't see them challenging for the Caleb Browns, Tyler Morris's, Luther Burden's, Kevin Coleman's of the world. But I think further down the list, there's some guys that um, Illinois will, will be a factor for. And, and, and really in the case of Ford and some of those guys uh, are already off to good start. Alan, just overall, your thoughts on Illinois recruiting right now? Because, I mean, we've we've talked ad nauseum. You're right. I don't know what to say about in-state recruiting anymore. But, hey, they're going other areas, finding some talent. Uh, just what do you think about the pitch from Lovie Smith, how they approach it? Uh, just overall thoughts about their staff's recruiting. Well, I think when you go back and, and you take their recruiting as a whole over the last couple of years, it's been pretty good. I think they've gotten some difference makers and some guys who have even already been able to show um, that they can get on the field and, and belong at that level. And I think when you come off of the season that you that they just had, um, I, I think they're continuing to do what they need to do. I think it was, it was uh, good progress at the end of the last class, being able to go down to Florida, recruit some guys who you know, weren't sleepers, guys who had big-time offers, guys who you had to flip, guys who you had to beat some schools on, and they did that, and, and they're still doing well in St. Louis. They're still doing well in the transfer market. I think when you combine all of that um, with the season that they have, I think that, that should produce some positive momentum for this class. But right now, the 21 class maybe isn't trending as highly as the, the previous classes were at this point, but it's a very weird year to try to assess where schools are at with their recruiting. And, and like I said, a lot of the action in the 2020 class, um, a lot of that came later. Uh, Johnny Newton, who I think is the, really potentially the crown jewel of the last class, I agree. was a very late guy. And I think that, that that has the potential of happening again this year. Yeah, you and I both fans of him. Like, I consider him almost a top 500 talent. Um, I, I just, his film was unbelievable. It would It would shock me if he's not, one of the best two or three players out of that class. Like he would be my pick as the impact guy from last year's class. So yeah, I'm, I'm with you. And I know it was just a short clip, but seeing him, you know, bust up and down those stairs the other day uh, on Twitter didn't do anything to diminish my yeah. feelings about him. Yeah. Kind of, kind of just reinforced it. Alan Chu, you're the goods, man. Always appreciate the time and the insight. Absolutely. Anytime. Always happy to talk recruiting because it's all we got right now. So That's thanks right. for having me on. That's right. Hope you enjoyed that conversation. Always love catching up with Alan True. He's as good as it gets in this business. And uh, nothing yet. It's almost 5 o'clock here, uh, Central Time. No breaking news quite yet, but whenever there is, 
You can get it at Illini Inquirer. Best yet, you can sign up for our text message alerts at Illini Inquirer. I tweet that out every once in a while. Uh, maybe I'll retweet that a little bit later here today. Uh, but it's a great way to get your news breaking to your phone so you don't got to scroll Twitter, hit F5 on your laptop or your desktop, whatever it is. Uh, we'll get the news right to you right away. Also sign up for our free newsletters as well. And uh, be on the lookout this week if you don't have Illini Inquirer VIP access we got a great deal coming up in the next week, and we'll have a lot of Illinois football recruiting, basketball recruiting news, basketball team news for you uh, as well, some analysis breakdowns to go alongside with that. So appreciate you guys listening to the Illini Inquirer podcast. Appreciate everybody who goes to the site, especially our subscribers. Really appreciate you through this entire uh, last four months especially. But we'll bring you the latest with Illinois, news, analysis, all of it, and these podcasts if you don't already sign up uh, and subscribe to our podcast wherever you get them uh, rate us review us it always helps us out as well everybody have a happy healthy weekend be responsible and yes wear a mask if you're out in public that shouldn't be that uh, ridiculous to say we can help each other out let's get sports back I want it back you want it back if it helps out why not give it a try everybody have a great weekend we'll talk to you next time on the Online Enquirer podcast